All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you. Glad to spend some time with you this morning here on the Rebels 247 podcast, part of Inside the Rebels and 247 Sports. Hope you're having a good day wherever you are. Big day today. For a lot of reasons. I mean, it's Thursday. That means the draft is happening tonight, right? Oh, God, am I right about that? Isn't the draft tonight? Uh, I'm going to have to check myself real quick to make sure. I'm almost positive it's tonight. Yeah, of course it is. Again, man, brain cramps. If you know what that's like, it just, it happens. But I'm looking forward to the draft. Is Matt Corral going to be in the first round? He better. I'm double checking myself. I know the draft is tonight. Yeah, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let me tell you what I'm looking at here. There's several things to get into. I do want to expound a little bit of what I've started in my uh, my morning blog. And I'm just going to call that the, the Brooks whatever blog every day. Because that's all it is. Whatever I'm hearing from coaches out there. I had a chance to talk to a lot of high school coaches yesterday. I had a, a chance to talk to a couple of Ole Miss sources to get some info on you know, what went on in spring football and all that. And uh, that's just an easy place for me to put the content and also to interact with you guys. If you have any questions about the podcast or about what I'm doing every day with that blog, uh, just let me know. Just post in there. I mean, part of it is I I know you have to sift through it, but that, that's fine. I don't mind that. But if you, uh, if you have any questions, just put them in there. But that's a way for me to stay connected to the message board and connected to what you guys are doing. But I'm looking here at the at the draft. I want to get into Cedric Johnson here in just a minute. You know, John White, MRA quarterback Matt Corral tonight, uh, and some Laramie Tunsil news that came out yesterday. I've seen that already on the board. We're going to knock some of that out. Of course, softball had a big win this week. I think it was 11 to nothing over Memphis, and they're just kind of rolling along. Big weekend for baseball um, against Arkansas, ranked fourth in the country right now. That's that's going to be a big deal. We might get into that a little bit more tomorrow. But anyway, I'm sitting here, and uh, like I said, I'm double-checking myself. I'm right. We have the draft going on. Starts 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN and ABC. And a couple of things here. I'm going to start with Matt Corral. I'm a Saints fan. A big New Orleans Saints fan. I got to see the very end of Archie Manning. I mean, enough to where I was so young that I, I barely remember it. You know what I mean? Your first recollection of sports, I barely remember him in a Saints uniform. But unfortunately for me, my family got me involved with the Saints, okay? And everything that goes along with being a Saints fan. Finally, we had a little bit of success with Sean Payton. And a little bit of success with Drew Brees won a Super Bowl. Okay. So, um, you know, better times lately. Perfect world for me is Matt Corral gets drafted by the Saints. This sets up perfectly. This is what I don't understand about the draft. A couple of things. First of all, I'm looking at Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. And I'm trying to get an idea of where Matt Corral is going to go. He does not have him in the first round. Not a first rounder for Mel Kuyper. Then I run over to 
what's his name? Todd McShay. And I'm checking out his. It's not a mock draft. It's just a ranking of players, what I'm looking at. And he has Matt Corral, I think 48, 46, somewhere in that ballpark. I think he has him as his fourth quarterback, not even the third, as his fourth. Now, on Mel Kuyper's last mock draft, not only does he not have Matt Corral in the first round, uh, he has Kenny Pickett as the first quarterback picked. And not only is he the first quarterback picked, he has him going number 19 to the Saints. If the Saints draft Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh in the first round, there is a very decent chance that I quit on the Saints. You can't take Kenny Pickett when Matt Corral's sitting there. Let me try not to be a fan. Let me try not to do the Ole Miss media thing here for just a second. I just don't understand the quarterback thing. And I hate to say this about Malik Willis because Malik Willis seems like a gem of a person. And there are people that really like him. And, man, he has physical physical ability you know, out the rear. Like, that guy has all of that. Has all of that. And I've seen conflicting on this. I don't think he throws the football accurately. And some of that is, yeah, it's, it's in the Ole Miss game. What I saw him there, I thought he was awful in that game. Yeah, the talent is different. Ole Miss had way more than they had at Liberty. Thought he was awful. He had to leave Auburn to go somewhere else to play and did not beat out quarterbacks there that did not pan out to be very good quarterbacks, at least not to that level. I just have a very hard time believing Malik Willis to the Steelers at 20, Kenny Pickett to the Saints at 19. I'm having a hard time with that. I do think if he stays healthy, the only knock I really buy on Corral is the health thing. If he stays healthy, I have a hard time thinking he won't be a good NFL quarterback. But we'll see what happens there, and hopefully he gets his name called on day one. He's going to be there. And I don't want him hanging around for day two, so hopefully that happens early. But even if it doesn't happen early, he goes to a maybe a better team in the second round, hopefully. Saints, do not do this to me. Like, don't take one of these other quarterbacks if you're not taking Corral. That's, that's going to bother me, and I'm going to have a hard time overcoming that. The Laramie Tunsil news. Laramie Tunsil is auctioning off the infamous gas mask. I saw this mentioned on the board. I'm not going to take a hard stance on this either way, but let me just say this. I do see both sides of this with Laramie. Some of you are bothered by this because it, it was not the best day in Ole Miss football history. Granted, I give you that. However, no matter how much it bothered you as a fan, like this person endured it. Okay. You had something displayed publicly that was very humiliating. All right. As bad as you think it was for you, this guy lived it. And, you know, I saw some mentions of, you know, it'd been better if he not come to Ole Miss. Look, Larry Tunsil going to Ole Miss wasn't the problem. There were lots of problems coming during that time. Lots of people didn't handle the success very well. Um, I thought at the time they had a very incompetent athletic director, just not ready for that job. There are lots of things. I don't want to get into all of it. Head coach making all kinds of problems, making all kinds of mistakes. Larry Tunsil was not the biggest mistake. He was a terrific player, and I'm, I'm getting, having this conversation with my son the other night. There are players out there with draft issues 
that revolve around them being dangerous for other people and things in their past in which they hurt other people. Okay, those things bother me a whole lot more than what happened with Tunsil, where that's not him doing anything to anybody else. That's that's just him doing something. But look, all I'll tell you about the gas mask thing. He is auctioning it off, making some money out of it. He's going to give a significant amount of that money to some organization for guys in prison for, for pot, basically. At some point, when you have something like that happen to you, you got to make peace with it. And I'm not saying you laugh at it, but you know what I mean. You have to be able to joke about it and move on so it doesn't bother you to your core every time it comes up. So from that aspect, that does not bother me. It's been years. He's been a great pro. He was a great player at Ole Miss. I thought the people around him failed him way more than him. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. I do not. But those of you that do, I get where you're coming from. It just it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. And he's been, man, arguably, he's been the best player Ole Miss has put in the NFL in a long, long time. He's been terrific. Been terrific. And I'll always remember that touchdown he caught in the Sugar Bowl. So the Larry Tunsil news is out there this morning. Matt Corral hopefully getting drafted tonight at the NFL Draft, 7 o'clock ESPN, ABC. I put this in the morning blog about Cedric Johnson, big defensive end. Cedric, 6'3", 265. And I'm talking to a few people, this is over the last week, about spring practice. Hey, what are you hearing? Because, yeah, coaches are really tight. That's a fact. And that's for all the media people out there. You know, this staff is just much tighter. Yeah, you can get some people to talk to you, and, and there's ways to do that. But in general, like it's night and day from previous staffs that just tell you everything. That just, just doesn't happen now. So you're trying to get info at where you can get it. I've heard Cedric Johnson was fantastic. Like off the charts, freaky athlete, ready to have a breakout year this season. And then you look at the way he's trending. True freshman year has three sacks, six and a half sacks last year. Now look, some of that last year was aided by the fact that he had Sam Williams on the other side of it. And Sam's taken a lot of attention away up from him, and that helps. However, man, he's a perfect build for an SEC defensive end. Twelve and a half sacks is not fair to expect from him next year. But I'm just sharing with you that I've heard that he's been terrific. And there's a lot of people excited about what he's going to do in the fall. And though Sam Williams will not be there, Cedric Johnson will not be a one-man show. Like, there are dudes on that defensive line along with him. Better defensive tackles. Whoever is on that other end as an edge rusher, there are options there where that will also be good. He will not be on an island constantly being double teamed. That will not happen. I don't think 12 and a half is fair because that's the school record. But he's going to impact games this year. But I'm excited about what I'm hearing about Cedric Johnson. Um, and the only other thing I really wanted to get into, because I'll, I'll talk about NFL draft tomorrow after we see what happens tonight with, with Matt Corral and then with, with Sam Williams. Hopefully he's a day two guy, but we'll have to see. It could be later than that, but hopefully he's a day two guy. I put up a story about John White this morning, the junior quarterback class of 2024 from MRA. Had a chance to see that kid play several times. I'm not telling you he's Gardner Minshew because that's also not fair. You know, you make these comparisons and then uh, the next thing you know, I'll look online and somebody will say on a different message board or on social media, 
Chris Brooks is comparing John White to Gardner Minshew. He's the next guard. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You just try to find some similarities here. I just remember when Gardner was coming through, his height at 6'1 was a big deal. And I do think there's this sliding scale coaches look at your height. Well, if he's short, well, can he run? And if you're not either of those things, you got a problem. No matter how good you are, Gardner Minshew checked off every box other than those two things. He wasn't a great athlete running, although he was decent. And he couldn't do anything about being taller. He was a legit 6'1", which is what he is now. That's what he measured at the combine. He's 6'1". He didn't have Brett Favre's arm strength, but he had a good arm. And the ball got wherever it needed to be when it needed to be there. Like he had all of those things, and he did it at the highest level in Mississippi. It just becomes a problem. John White's going to run in those type of problems. Threw for almost 4,000 yards last year, but he's six foot tall, 200 pounds. Those are issues that, that he'll have to overcome. But that's a good program. He's around really good people at MRA. Herbert Davis is a fantastic coach. He's a very good friend of mine and an awesome person. And they'll, they'll do a good job with John White. For the next two years, he'll put up numbers. He already has big offers. Southern Misses, your Florida Atlantics. For kids that are growing up trying to find offers, those are those are huge offers. You know, my kid right now, uh, for Northwest ranking baseball, we'll see what happens with Connor. He's had some big schools calling. Connor's in a place where he's going to go to the SEC or he's going to go to Southern Miss or a La Tech, something like that, or he's going to go to Jones Junior College and see what happens. He's had a great year. So, you know, kids coming up like that, I know it's not the big recruiting news you guys want, but getting those offers already for John White, or if I watched my son get one of those, you know, he'd be elated. And uh, there's a sense of accomplishment there. So I'm proud of him already. But I don't want to sound like that as parent, but I do when I'm following these kids and covering them. Proud for him, happy for him. So he already has those offers on the table, and we'll see if he can pick up the bigger ones, you know, the Ole Misses, the Mississippi States, the, the SEC ones. And I, I hope he does. He's an awesome kid. But other than that, there's all these offers that have rolled out this morning, a lot of Maryland guys. Chris Parchers, that dude in recruiting has been a, a breath of fresh air. Anytime you see his name associated with kids up there around the Maryland area, New Jersey, like you feel good about it. He's fantastic on the recruiting trail, just kills it. And uh, there were more offers going out this morning, all 24, uh, 2024, 2025 kind of offers, but they're trying to get a, you know, get a jump on some of these kids. 2026 offer to an IMG kid yesterday. Granted, if you looked him up at all, which I did yesterday, he's unbelievable for a kid going into the ninth grade. Like he's, un it's unbelievable. However, I don't like calling those kids. Just don't do it. They're they're young, man. Uh, going to ninth grade. You, I, you know, I want to call and say, hey, man, do you have a role model? You know, do you, who, do you who's around you? It's just a lot to take in early. But that kid, I know why you're offering them. I get it. I wish we didn't. And when I say we, I mean the industry. I mean college football. Shoot, college baseball for that matter. I wish they didn't. They're just too young. Too much to handle. Uh, but that happened yesterday. All right, NFL draft tonight. I'm trying to think of anything else. NFL draft tonight, I do owe you this. I have to do the, uh, the, the calendar thing. If you're wondering, if you want to celebrate something today, I mean, this is kind of a big one. This is a big one. 
It's a, uh, it's T. I don't even know what that is. National Teach Children to Save Day. I guess we're talking about money. It's Blueberry Pie Day. It's Brave Hearts Day. What is that? It's Superhero Day. I'm not going to do a podcast on superheroes. That's more of a radio show. I do miss the back and forth. I'm going to figure out a way so I can take texts or something when I'm doing this. That's live. We're going to work on that. But then I also don't want to see myself on video. That's also a problem. That's a problem for me. I'm going to have to get over that. Maybe we could just do audio. Stone. I mean, the camera I'm looking at now, I'm set up for it here in studio, but my big head on a camera that's close to my face, that's not a good mix. So I'm just telling you, it's not a good mix. Uh, for those of you that read poetry, it's great poetry reading day. So you can knock that out. That's not going to be me. I will celebrate superhero day sometime that somehow sometime today. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. Make sure you do enjoy the draft today tonight rather cross your fingers that not only Matt Corral goes early but if he doesn't cross your fingers for me that the Saints don't make a huge mistake and cost me my fandom because uh, that's on the table tonight appreciate you guys thanks for all the, the posts and the interaction on the message board God bless have a great day and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow